Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Prang Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prangmedic.com. Now let's jump into this week's show. How is everyone doing? We are in chapter 8 in my book, Divine Healing Made Simple. And chapter 8 is Power and Authority for Healing. But since I wrote the book, I have learned so much about power and authority. I'm actually looking at writing a second book called Power and Authority Made Simple. I've learned a lot about what power is and what authority is and how they are different and what they can accomplish, and what they can't accomplish. So, in this week's message, I'm just going to cover the subject of power for healing. Next week on Saturday, I'll cover the subject of authority for healing and miracles, and we'll, we'll talk about the differences. One of the problems that exists in the church among believers is there is a, there's a terrible misunderstanding about the difference between power and authority. Even people who operate in healing and miracles, even many of them don't understand what power and authority really are. And I'll give you an example. I got an email this morning from a woman who received one of my messages. I send out updates uh, to people who subscribe to my email list. And she wrote back to me saying, hey, I haven't been healed. I have been proclaiming the scriptures and I have been praying in tongues What else should I do to receive healing? So this woman is under the impression that speaking the scriptures over herself and praying in tongues is what she needs to do to be healed. I have no idea where she got that teaching from, but there are a lot of messages out there on healing where people have just strange ideas about how you get people healed. And I take all of my instruction either from one of two sources, from the New Testament, mostly, because there is some good teaching on healing in the Old Testament a little bit. You can see some shadows and types and some illustrations. There's actually some good illustrations of raising the dead in the Old Testament. But most of the good teaching on healing, miracles, deliverance, raising the dead is in the New Testament, in the Gospels. And you really have to just focus in on what did Jesus do? And if you look at what Jesus did, and you do the things he did, and you understand what he was doing and how he was doing it, and and just emulate what he was doing, you're going to have good success. Now, in the Gospels, I never see Jesus speaking in tongues to get someone healed. I never see him proclaiming the, the word or reciting scripture verses over people who are healed. He usually either rebuked a spirit, touched somebody and released power, or he gave them a command to follow. Those are the most common ways in which Jesus healed people. And and that is what has worked for me. I've tried a lot of different things over the years to get people healed. And the things that Jesus did are actually the things that work really well for me. I know that's going to shock you. (laughs) But the, the long and the short of it is, if you want to see healing and miracles, do what Jesus did. Okay. So power and authority are different. 
They are different concepts. They work different, and they're useful for different conditions. And I'm going to explain in the next two weeks how power and authority differ. So what is power? Essentially, power is energy, if you want to think of it that way. The easiest way to think of power for healing is thinking of energy. The human body is essentially a very complex series of electrical systems. In your heart, the reason why your heart beats is there is an electrical conduction system, a pathway of nerves that go through your heart that carry an electrical current that paces your heart and makes the muscle contract at a certain rate. It's all electricity. Electricity is a form of power. So in the mitochondria of the cells, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of cells. Mitochondria produce adenosine triphosphate, ATP. And ATP is what the body uses for energy. Um, If you put a diagnostic device on living cells, you will see that they all operate at a certain electrical frequency. There's an electromagnetic frequency that's given off by all living tissue. That electromagnetic frequency can be measured. And healthy tissue has a higher electromagnetic frequency than diseased tissue. For example, the average human body, if you just kind of measure the uh, frequency of a human body, it's usually around 68 hertz. Tumors and cancer typically measure out at around 50 hertz. Diseased tissue operates at a lower frequency than healthy tissue. So the human body is a complex series of cells and tissues and nerves and muscles that all carry electrical current through them, okay? Electricity is power. Now, many times when a person has a disease process, they are suffering a lack of power, a lack of energy, and a release of power will cure the disease process. Let me ask you this. You have a car and you have a battery that you use to start the car. If the battery for the car was in the trunk and it wasn't connected to the battery cables, you wouldn't be able to start it. Why? Because the source of power has to be connected to the battery cables and the ignition system and the electronics to make the car run. Power has to be connected to something and it flows through contact. It flows through nervous system, tissue, it flows through nerves, cells, axons, dendrites, nerve cells. It flows through the body in the same way that electricity flows from a battery into your car's ignition and lighting system. So in order for your body to work correctly, the wiring, all the electronics have to be working correctly. That is a kind of a description of power. Now, one of the reasons why people misunderstand what power is, is that many translations of the Bible actually mistranslate the word power in the scriptures. All right, I'm going to give you an example. So in Luke 10, 19, let me give you a little bit of history on this. In Luke 10 is where Jesus commissions the 70 to go out and heal the sick. In Matthew chapter 10 and Luke 9, he commissions the 12. We'll talk about that in a minute. But in Luke chapter 10, after the 12 come back, the disciples come back, Jesus commissions the 70 
and sends them out. And this is Luke chapter 10, verse 19. King James Version. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Now, in the King James, this verse uses the word power twice. I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Okay, if you go to the Greek concordance and look this verse up, it actually, the first word that's translated power is not the normal word for power. It's the word for authority. There's two different Greek words that we're talking about here. Power, the Greek word is dunamis. It's the root of the word dynamite. It literally means energy. What happens when you blow up a stick of dynamite? It releases energy. So dunamis is the New Testament word for power. Exousia is the New Testament word for authority. Exousia is the typical kind of authority. It's the authority that people are given to operate in realms of government. It is authority that is granted by one person to another person to operate on their behalf. That's authority. That's exousia. Whenever Jesus got rid of an evil spirit, he exercised authority to remove the evil spirit. When he released power, he released energy. So it's a completely different dynamic. Now, like I said, in this message, we're going to focus on power. So in Luke 9, it says, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over devils and to cure diseases. Take note of this verse. This is Luke 9, verse 1. Called his disciples together, the 12 He gave them power and authority to cast out devils and to cure diseases. So he gives them two tools to do two different things. He gives them power to cure diseases. He gives them authority to cast out devils. That is the difference. Power is used to work miracles. Authority is used to do healing and deliverance. And miracles and healing are two different things. Typically in the church, it is taught that the difference between a miracle and healing is time. Most people who operate in healing have taught that the difference between a miracle and a healing is time. If something happens instantly, it is a miracle. And if something happens over time, it's a healing. Well, you're free to think that if you want, but that is not What I see when I read the New Testament, I see two different operations for healing and miracles. Healing is the removal of something that's not supposed to be there. A miracle is the creation of something that isn't there but is supposed to be. Miracles are creative. If a person doesn't have an eye or if they don't have an eardrum or if they're missing a kidney, and you want to create one, you release power, which creates something that doesn't exist. That's power, and that is a miracle. When God created the earth, he used power to create something that didn't exist. In the spiritual world, in the spiritual realm, you have the ability to create things that don't exist. 
People who operate in inner healing, emotional healing ministry and deliverance, they know very well that when, when they are operating in the spiritual world, in the realms of angels and demons, you can speak things into existence and they will come into existence in the natural. That is how you work a creative miracle and that is done with power. That is different from healing. When you see Jesus healing somebody in the, in the Gospels, generally speaking, he is removing something that's not supposed to be there. He's removing a bacterial infection. He's removing a virus. He is removing an evil spirit. What I do often is I use authority to remove tumors. When someone has cancer and they need healing, I'm not going to release power because I'm not creating something. I'm going to exercise authority and command something to leave. Now, we'll, we'll cover more on authority next week, but I just wanted to make that difference clear for this week. Let me give you an example in the Gospel of Matthew where you can see the difference between power and authority and how they work. And for those of you who are interested in learning about healing, Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 10. Those three chapters are my favorite chapters on healing. If you study those chapters, you'll see what Jesus did. You'll see how he interacted with the disciples, how he removed evil spirits, how he healed diseases, how he worked miracles. Matthew 8, 9, and 10 are great. Matthew chapter 8, starting in verse 1, we're going to go to verse 13. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. So Jesus heals a leper. And how does he do it? He touches him. All right, keep that in mind. Next verse. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is at home, paralyzed, and he's dreadfully tormented. Dreadfully tormented. Okay, and he's paralyzed. Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority. Exousia. I have soldiers under me. I say to this one, go and he goes. I say to another, come and he comes. Uh, To my servant, I say, do this and he does it. Okay, we're talking about authority here. And the centurion understood how authority worked. He said, you don't have to come to my house. Just say a word. Jesus heard it and he marveled and he said to those who followed, I say to you, I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed. So let it be done for you. And his servant was healed at that same hour. Okay, so Jesus, in the first case, he touched the leper, released power and his skin was healed. In the second case, he spoke a word over a great distance, and the servant was healed. Power and authority. Power is a release of energy. Authority is making a command or releasing a word. So in here you see the difference between power and authority. So where does the power come from to heal? Well, in Luke chapter 9, it says Jesus gave his disciples power 
and authority. In Acts chapter 1, after Jesus was resurrected, he said, Do not go out. Wait for the promise of the Father. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be endued with power from on high. The word is dunamis. When the Holy Spirit comes and fills you, you will be given power. If you are a believer, if the Spirit of God lives inside of you, you are filled with the power of God. So you are like a reservoir that contains the power of God. You're like this huge battery that has all this power stored up inside of it. If your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in you, the Holy Spirit, the same one that created the earth, the same one that raised people from the dead, that Holy Spirit lives in you. You have all the power you need to work all the miracles you'll ever need. It lives inside of you. So you don't need to beg God for miracles. You need to release the power that is in you. That is exactly what Jesus demonstrated. When Jesus released miracles, he didn't beg the Father to heal people. He touched them and power left him and they got healed. When Jesus healed the woman with the flow of blood, what happened? He was in a crowd. He was going to the house of Jairus because Jairus' daughter had died. And the woman crept up behind Jesus and said, I know if I only touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. She grabbed onto his garment and as soon as she made contact, power left him, went into her and healed her. She made contact with the source of power, and she was healed. Now, when Jesus went down to the house of Jairus, he touched the hand of Jairus' daughter, and she was raised from the dead. He released power, and it brought the dead back to life. There's two things that power does. It creates things that don't exist. It also brings to life things that are dead. I know a lot of people who are diabetics, um, they end up getting neuropathy. It's the death of your nervous tissue. It's very, it's actually similar to leprosy. So leprosy actually exists today. It's called Hansen's disease. And it is the death of tissue. It is the death of the skin cells on your, it starts at your hands and the extremities and it works its way toward the center of your body. And you start to lose circulation. You lose the feeling in your hands and feet. Well, neuropathy is, is, is very similar. Neuropathy is a death of the nervous system. It's a death of the nerves in your feet and your hands. If you want to bring something that is dying back to life, you release power and that brings it back to life. I, I have seen people healed of neuropathy in their feet. They've had it for a long time. And I just put my hands over their feet and I release power and you can get neuropathy healed that way. I've, I've seen it happen. If you have a dead battery in your car, what do you do? You get a jump. You get jumper cables. You connect the jumper cables to the live battery on the car that's running. You connect the other side to the dead battery. And what happens? The energy transfers from one battery to the other, and then the car starts up. It's a transfer of power. Okay, You bring something that's dead back to life. We're releasing the power that's in us and we're releasing it into something that is dying or dead or diseased or sick or needs to be created new. That is what power does. Well, how do you, you know, how do you get that power out of you? You release it. You release the power that is inside of you. 
That is what miracles are all about. It's releasing the power that is inside of you. So how do you release the power? Well, you release power by faith. I had a woman that came to our house one time. She lived in this area and she won. We were actually doing an emotional healing session on her. But in the course of the emotional healing, she told us that she had two bad knees that were swollen and painful and they hurt. So Denise and I are talking to her. We're walking her through this process. And uh, I, I said, hey, need healing for anything else? She's like, yeah, my knees are bad. So I took my hands and I said, okay, I want to show you something. I want to do a demonstration. I put my hands above her knees, about four inches above her knees. I just held my hands there. And in my mind, I thought about the testimonies of other people that I'd seen healed. And I thought about the goodness of God. And I expected that she was going to receive miraculous healing in her knees. And I just held my hands above her knees. It's all I did. I didn't say anything out loud. I didn't recite any scripture verses. I didn't command anything to be healed or changed. I simply held my hands over her knees. And I thought about the goodness of God. And I thought about how cool it would be if she got healed. I'm just thinking this in my mind. After about 10 seconds, she looks at me and she goes, wow, that's crazy. She goes, your hands are like heat lamps. I can feel heat coming out of your hands. Now, my hands are above her knees, like, you know, four, five, six inches. I'm not touching her. She can feel the power coming out of my hands. So the first thing I want to, I want to tell you about that is I am not a special person. I, am, I don't have a special gift. I don't have a special anointing. I'm not a special person. I'm an average person like you. In fact, I used to be an atheist. And even when I became a Christian, I didn't believe in healing and miracles. But God has been teaching me how to cooperate with him, how to release power. And this is a simple exercise you should try to at home. You should try this. When you find someone who has a bad elbow or a bad shoulder or bad knees or whatever, and they need healing, try this. Try putting your hands near their injured part of their body and think about the goodness of God and think about how cool it would be if they got healed and see yourself just kind of, you know, envision yourself as a reservoir of power. Or if you want, Jesus did say to those who believe in me, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water, right? Your innermost being. What is your innermost being? It's your spirit. Out of your spirit will flow rivers of life. Okay, that's what, that's what the power of God is. The power of God is the river of life. It flows out of you. And when you follow Jesus and you just believe that he wants to heal people, the power of God is going to flow out of you and it is going to heal people. And faith is the valve that opens up the reservoir. It opens up the pipeline. When I need to work a miracle, when I need to release power, I just believe. Faith. I believe. I have confidence that that power is going to flow out of me and it's going to flow into them and it is going to heal whatever is wrong in them. And it is amazing how well it works. It is really amazing. It does work. It takes practice, and I've been doing this for a few years now. It does take practice, but releasing power is really all about faith 
It's having confidence in God's ability and willingness to heal people and in his love for them. If you believe that God really loves them and really wants to heal them, just put your hands up. That's what the laying on of hands is all about. You know, in the Bible when it says people are healed by the laying on of hands, that's what they're talking about. The laying on of hands is making contact with sick people and releasing the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what it is. I wanted to discuss one last thing, if that's okay, and that is angels. Because power is most effectively released through contact or proximity. Now, here's the thing. It's been my experience that you don't actually have to be in direct contact with the person who needs a miracle if you release power, but you have to be somewhat close to them. The power for releasing miracles will flow a certain distance, but it seems to be limited. I don't know what the limitations are, but authority does not have any distance. So when Jesus healed the centurion's servant, he spoke a word. And regardless of where that servant was, he could be on the other side of the world. That authority healed his servant, regardless of where he was. And I have found that authority is not proximal. It's, doesn't, it's not an issue of being in contact with someone. I can exercise authority around the world. It doesn't really matter where the person is. The exercise of authority is an issue of the legal standing I have with God as his representative, as his ambassador. That authority covers anywhere. So I don't have to be with the person who needs healing when I exercise authority. However, releasing power is a different issue. Because my experience is that releasing power actually is an issue of proximity and closeness. And how I have gotten around that is angels. I know that there are angels around me who know how to heal people. People have seen them. They've seen me. They've talked to me. And they said, hey, you know, you've got a big healing angel right back here. And you, there's another angel over there. And there's healing angels. I mean, people just see them. I don't see them that often. But other people do. So in, I'm just going to read for you a short passage from the Gospel of John. This is John 5, verses 1 through 9. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, there was a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. And in these pools lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lamed, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down from time to time and stirred the water. Now, whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Okay, so we know how the rest of this passage goes. Jesus said, "Uh, do you want to be made well? He said, he's kind of made an excuse. No one ever puts me in the water. Somebody gets in first. And then Jesus healed him. But the point of this particular verse is there was an angel who came down and stirred the water. And when the angel stirred the water... Whoever got in first was healed. Well, how does that work? Well, I am not going to be dogmatic about this, but it seems to me as if the angel released healing power into the water. And whoever came in contact with the water that had the power of God in it, they got healed. I have been to a number of healing meetings. People have seen angels around that carry containers of oil. And this oil is healing oil. It comes from heaven. 
and they will in in meetings and prayer meetings and churches they will dump this these uh containers of oil on people and they'll get healed now i i know a number of people that have seen this happen they've shared the testimonies so i was up at the gathering in tacoma uh end of july and i was i'd been teaching and it was saturday afternoon and i was sitting down waiting to talk to this guy who's an artist and another a woman came over and sat down and talked to me and she said hey um would you pray for me to be healed and i was like sure now i'm going to be quite honest this woman was in rough shape her feet were very discolored they were purple she has was very short of breath she looked she was in tough shape and i said what's wrong she started to list off all of her conditions her heart problems lung problems digestive problems peripheral vascular disease just on and on long list of things and i was like oh great this is going to be awesome <laughs> oh ye of little faith so i prayed over her and i released power and i used authority to command things to be healed and <laughs> did this for like 10 minutes and then i kind of looked over my shoulder and i saw that this artist was finally free he had been talking to somebody so i told the woman okay i have to go i have to go talk to this guy and here's what i said i said you need more healing than i can deliver to you right now so i am going to assign angels to follow you around this week and they are going to dump buckets of healing oil over you and continue the healing process this week when you go home she thanked me and then she left and then i went and talked to the artist so this was at the end of july about 2 weeks ago i got an email from her she said hey praying medic thanks for your prayers i wanted to give you an update and she said first of all thank you for praying with me for emotional healing concerning the sexual abuse that i suffered as a child the lord has healed me of that but i wanted to tell you about what happened after you prayed for me at the gathering and she said the next day my feet were the color of my feet was normal all the purple discoloration was completely gone and then i went home and i went and saw my attorney because i have a court case pending and my attorney remarked at how good my breathing was he said are you on a new medication what's going on you're not huffing and puffing like you normally are she said no my breathing is great i feel wonderful and then she said on the wednesday night after i went home i was laying in bed getting ready to go to sleep and i saw an angel standing next to me at my bed and he had this big container and he dumped this oil on me <laughs> and she says i had been feeling great this entire time and now it has been a couple of months since that happened and she has this great testimony she's feeling great she has felt a great measure of healing both from me laying hands on her but also because i told this angel to follow her around and dump the healing oil on her okay now it's just a cool testimony but that is actually not an unusual thing when i'm praying for i get email prayer requests from around the world people in every part of the world everywhere from china singapore uh south africa very often when i am praying for someone in a far away country i will dispatch an angel of healing to go and touch them and release healing power because here's the thing angels 
do not have the kind of authority that we have, but they do have power. You see, power is more or less accessible to everyone. It's not restricted. Witches and witch doctors and energy healers, people who uh, heal Reiki healers, they all use power. They all use energy to do what they do for good or for evil. Everyone has access to power. Some people have figured out how to use it. Some have not. The cool thing about being a follower of Jesus is we have access to a greater power than anyone else. Uh, the power of the Holy Spirit is the greatest power in the universe. The things that we can do with that power, we can raise the dead. We can do some crazy things with that power that others cannot do. Although power is available to anyone, authority is not. Authority is granted to certain people who have a relationship. And we're going to talk about that next week. But anyone can operate in power. The power of the Holy Spirit is the greatest power that there is. Angels can carry the power of healing and they can go out and heal people. There are, are, there are thousands, probably millions of angels that specialize in healing and deliverance cruising around the earth right now and they're looking for something to do. They're waiting for us to give them assignments, okay? Are they not all ministering spirits who serve those who will inherit salvation? Angels are our servants. They are there to work with us, to cooperate with us, to release power in places we can't go. I can't go to Russia and get and release power on somebody, but I can send an angel there and the angel can release the power to get them healed. So if you buy into the idea that power is best released in proximity, it's not a bad idea to dispatch angels to release power. That is not necessary with authority because authority works wherever you want it to work. But power seems to be proximal. You have to be in contact with or close proximity to the one who has the power. And that's why we have power grids. That's why we have power lines all over our neighborhoods. They all come from a central power station and they bring the power out through lines to our house. Power flows and it, you have to be connected to the source of power. That is pretty much what I have for you guys. I hope I have answered some questions. I hope I've been able to help you understand what power is, what it really is and what it's not. That is gonna be a wrap. I'm going to close out the show for this week. Next week, we'll talk more about authority for healing. Love you guys. It's been great. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll catch you on next week's show. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. You can also contact me on Facebook and Twitter. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.